Welcome to Catatonic, your weekly dose of Crypto Kitties news and gossip. Here's one of your hosts, Jody. Hi, I am Jody. I am the creator of Kitty411.com, where you can learn all the secrets about Crypto Kitties. Uh, welcome <laughs> to episode number two of 100 of our limited edition podcast, Catatonic. With me today is my co-host, Alan. Hi, Jody. Yes, I am Alan, also known as Alan Falcon, and also known as Kitty Hawk sometimes on Discord and on Twitter. Uh, I'm co-creator of the breeding calculator, kittycalc.co, which helps you find and breed the perfect crypto kitties. And I'm also an artist for kittyhats.co, and that's a Chrome extension you can download that lets you see and also purchase for yourself accessories for your crypto kitties, like a cute little top hat or now we have artwork that you can buy. And uh, we should probably talk about that during our news and gossip segment, mm -hmm. which is coming up shortly. Um, what's our topic for today, though? Our main topic that we're going to be talking about, Jody? We are going to be talking about all the different ways that you can love your crypto kitties. Or in other words, the different ways you can value your crypto kitties, either for your own self personally or the market value, setting market value. I feel like that's the one of the top questions that I see, especially from new yes. players. What kitties should I buy? How do I value my kitty? All of those things. Yeah, so that's going to be really cool. And hopefully even some of the veteran players kind of get something out of this conversation because I think we have a pretty comprehensive look. And of course, we have a listener voicemail line uh, that we'll be giving out in a little bit. And so if you disagree with any of our points or you have anything to add, which would be the nicer thing, <laughs> then we hope you'll call in and let us know and we can talk about that voicemail on next week's show. Uh, but for now, I think let's get into the news and gossip. Okay, so the big thing that happened this week was the China launch. Oh, yes. CryptoKitties launched a beta iOS app um, into the greater China, China region. They capped it at 5,000 because they didn't want to overwhelm the Ethereum network like they yeah, did back don't. in December. <laughs> don't want another December 4th on our hands. No, we don't. That was bad. So they decided to do a soft launch. Um and the gossip is that they reached that cap and they may be opening that up. But again, that's just gossip, not confirmed by anything. So we'll see what the next few days hold. Uh, it, it was an exciting little launch. There was a 16-hour stream. Uh, that, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was crazy. It was very tiring. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So Bitcoin Louie did that stream for the first several hours. And then Jordan... I think did Jordan and was it Rude Moose? I missed the last yes. five hours, but um, I heard that, <laughs> that Rude Moose. And it was a it was a long day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bitcoin Bitcoin Louis handled the vast majority of it. He played host, and he also interviewed members of Axiom Zen, the that company so that makes. Cool. Crypto kitties. That was really great to see them, hear from them, let them kind of watch them interact with the community. Yeah. Uh, what it, it was chaotic, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, there was. Who did we see? We saw Mac a few times. Yes, we saw <laughs> he Lane. Kept popping in. So Mac was one of the co-founders. He was kind of the one who had the idea to put kitties on the blockchain. So That's he's right. kind of their idea man. And then we had Lane, mm -hmm. and she is in charge of the fancy cats. So she chooses the recipes. Um, for the fancy cats. So we heard yep. a little bit from her and gave her some ideas. Um, I saw Benny kind of in and out a little bit. Um, <laughs> who else was there? Um, we also got to meet Elsa a little bit, and I believe she's on their marketing team. Oh, cool. uh, she was kind of uh, hurting <laughs> Axiom Zen members in and out of the stream, uh, making sure that we didn't take up too much of their day. <laughs> uh, we also um, briefly, I believe, got to meet Arthur and uh, Bryce, I believe, popped on, and we got to meet Gile, who's the artist, the like oh, incredible, wow. fabulous artist who oh. created basically four billion kitties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure and more to come. He's still working now. on the. Um, I'm sure on uh, a lot of fancy cats. <laughs> that's right. Um, although when it comes to the fancy cats, uh, it turns out he's no longer the only artist. Yes, that's right. But before we move on, I want to say that sure. Chuck. <laughs> I think Chuck, he made some YouTube videos of some of those interviews that you can go yes. on YouTube and see the clips of those developers, um, which is just so cool. 
So if you don't want to watch all 16 hours of the stream <laughs> and all the fancy chasers, then you can go find Chuck on YouTube. That's right. We'll try to include a link to that in the show notes at catatonicpodcast.com. That's ideally the place where you can find links to anything that we talk about uh, during the show. Yes. So tell us about the artist. Yeah. So this was kind of a fun announcement that was made the day after uh, the China launch on International Women's Day. Um, they announced that they're starting an artist series of fancies, and the very first artist that they worked with was Momo Wang, and uh, apologies if I'm mispronouncing her name. Uh, she's a multiple award-winning and internationally recognized illustrator based in Beijing. And then, so she'll, she's the first one, and they are also going to be incorporating other artists to make other fancy caps. Yeah, that's, that that's right? kind of the cool... Uh, announcement within the announcement is that this is just the first of what uh, looks like it's going to be very many. And what I really like about it is it's going to allow artists to express themselves within you know the context of CryptoKitties and share that with their fans and hopefully get some of their fans interested in joining us and breeding some of those fancies for themselves or just showing up and buying them from Jihas. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This is so cool because this is like really art on the blockchain and um i'm not really familiar with other kinds of art on the blockchain or if there are other kinds but um this is a really fun little kitty version of it that i'm excited there to is see. kind of a very interesting other kind of art on the blockchain that i'd also like to mention as part of the news uh there's this website called dada.nyc that's how i pronounce it d-a-d-a.nyc and you can actually buy uh sell trade pieces of art uh, that are unique and owned by you on the blockchain, the same way you own CryptoKitties. You can buy and own unique pieces of art uh, that are created for this website. And uh, Kitty Hats did a collaboration with Dada Dada NYC. <gasps> That's yeah, right. so it, it, the cool thing is, if you go download the extension and visit the store, you're going to see a bunch of pieces of artwork, and you can actually buy artwork for your crypto kitty to display and own which is such a crazy internet only kind of thing right like (laughs) where else would this happen you can have a picture of a kitty on the internet that owns artwork um (laughs) and the way kitty hats works is that's a token and once you apply it to a kitty it's owned by the kitty um so you can sell the the kitty and the artwork goes with the kitty it's it's no longer really your artwork except insofar as you own the kitty that owns the artwork um and the art is really cool they're uh interpretations by modern artists of uh, classical pieces of art like the Mona Lisa or Starry Night or some more, I don't want to say obscure, but less mainstream pieces of art. And um, it's actually a lot of fun trying to find or breed the right kitty for the piece of art. Oh, how cool. And we might be seeing fancy cats Mm -hmm. that would then have their own pieces of artwork. Oh, this is just so fun. Um, speaking yes. of fancy cats, oh yeah, I was just gonna say that we had a bunch of. Oh my gosh, we sure did. Um, that was part of what made the sixteen-hour stream like so much fun. Yes. So there was one. The eight 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 dragon kitty is not a breedable fancy. It is just a, a single exclusive kitty that's been put on Dutch auction. It started at price eight hundred eighty-eight ether, and it's dropping down to zero over the course of, I think it's 880 hours. I hope nobody else so buys it because I want to buy it for zero. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As soon as it gets into my price range, it's mine. Uh, <laughs> and so that's one that popped and up. And as of this recording, it's currently going for 789 Ether. So it's getting there. <laughs> I, I don't expect it's going to drop much below 500. Uh, what is your guess? How much? Just shot in the dark. Oh, what do you, you think know? it'll sell for? I would guess 100. Uh, Genesis, uh, I believe, sold for about 170, and it sold almost as soon as it went on sale. I wasn't around at the time. Um, This is just what I have been able to piece together, so I might be wrong. But uh, I think they realized they underpriced Genesis, and uh, also (laughs) it was kind of the order of the day um, for the China launch, uh, which kind of... And that's mm-hmm. because eight in Chinese sounds a lot like fortune. Is that right? Fortune or money, this, the word for eight. And so several eights in a row 
um, usually symbolizes a lot of fortune and good luck. That's what I understand. Yeah, it's a it's a very lucky number for that reason. And we also got the Lion Dance Fancy. And it was kind of neat. They released a bunch of hints about how to find this fancy. Uh, and they did it, um, I don't know, I want to say like almost every half hour or so. It was pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. And they released them on Louis' stream and also on Twitter. And there were people in Discord sharing um, the hints as they came. Uh, I know I was trying to... Trying yeah. to share those as we heard them on the stream we, just in case someone I created tune a document in. yes on, um, a document on kitty 411 where i invited a few different people to edit it so that we could try to keep it up to date um as as stuff was happening live so there were a lot of different options to get those hints um but yeah twitter is usually the best place to find the hints from crypto kitties and it didn't so take very not, long um no it didn't we we had actually one of the players um was it one of the players in the stream yeah, who was it? Oh, I forget exactly. But I know that we had all the hints basically figured out except for the one about eyes. And we were thinking it was possibly That's crazy right. eyes. It was but Taco. That didn't work. Taco was the and one yes. who accidentally read the first yeah. one. He was trying for <laughs> a wonk. No, he's trying for crazy wonk, eyes. Yeah. Well, we no. figured out crazy eyes didn't work. Right. He was so trying, he was for, trying wonky, for wonky. And then he and accidentally then hit googly. googly. <laughs> And that was that's what it was. Because so. the the hint was that they spent a lot of time searching, searching. for the right eye, searching and so Google, Google was the uh, the clue there. That these these clues are fun. I, I like how we can go off on these crazy wild goose chases, <laughs> uh, but eventually somehow we find our way. <laughs> um, and then I I kind of geeked out a lot about the recipe for fortune cat. Yeah. We got a lot of kind of confusing hints uh, that, yeah, that let didn't us seem to coordinate with the the artwork or what we were expecting. Yeah. So for the fortune cat, um, we were we were kind of going all over the place until. Uh, eventually someone said, hey, all the clues that make sense so far have the Kai number nine. What if it's all nines? And then... And you're like, wait? Yeah, all nines makes no sense at all, but all eights on eight day makes perfect sense. And the thing is, uh, the community uses this notation called Kai notation, and that's just kind of one way to read the traits and kind of talk about what the different traits are, especially unannounced traits right where we don't know what name it's mm -hmm. going to have um but you can look at those traits in another way which is you can just convert them to like a normal you know human readable number that would go from one to, or from zero to 31 and under that um counting system um all of the traits were eights and so it turned out that every trait that had an eight trait possible was required for the fortune cat which made perfect sense for a good luck kitty released on you know the day of the eights and and so that was really fun to kind of discover as a community <laughs> and then you look back and you're like how did we not guess that so much earlier it's so obvious yeah and then uh lane actually showed up on on the stream to congratulate everyone for figuring it out because she was proud of and rightly so <laughs> proud <laughs> proud of of the kind of really creative um fancy recipe and it was fun to see her enthusiasm you know on stream and, and really everyone from axiom i i just really loved that 16 hour stream i could talk about it a lot but maybe we shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> so what else happened this was this was a very busy week we're not even done it was okay so we had a bunch of new traits we had pixie bob poison berry safety vest and belt <laughs> safety vest uh, is hilarious i uh, love it's safety so vest. bright and it's like a bright neon green and yeah. it looks great with onyx with black yes. color it makes it look like the kitty's glowing which i love uh let's see oh and we also had uh the post for progress which signifies the press for progress fancy we mm -hmm. had that one this week um the thing that that i find kind of fun it's not big news or anything but um one of the players known as the u.s treasury is going for a gen 1000 kitty so that i've is... been enjoying watching him do that <laughs> that's just crazy like first of all it costs, you know, like six, seven, eight dollars for every breed. You can't <laughs> skip any generations no. <laughs> because the highest generation kitty was like a hundred and maybe sixty, hundred and fifty before he started. Uh, so at best, he started at like generation one hundred and fifty. And so, how much is he into it for right now? He is at seven hundred and four right now. Wow. 
So oh, just in so terms nice. of raw money, he has dropped so much on this. Thousands, yeah. <laughs> and it's awesome. It's such a cool thing. It's it's the kind of thing that I would probably do if I had a lot of money to spend. <laughs> yes. I can't uh, wait to see what that Gen 1000 looks like. I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah, I hope that he puts a lot of thought into um, what he chooses. I know when I made my first Gen 100, it was a long project just going down eight generations and trying to massage the genes into something that I would like. And that really turned out. So I hope that when he gets into that range, um, I know that he was talking about possibly trying to breed a fancy, uh, which Ooh. would be awesome, but who knows what fancies will be available at that time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess he's going pretty fast though. So maybe we'll see a fortune cat or something at Gen 1000 that would be incredible wow. speaking of well you, you've got gen or club 100 yes you have been kind of promoting talking tell non-stop about, about. <laughs> yeah talk, tell us about club 100 last week we needed one more person to complete the first series of 24 um kitties that's right. I've been kind of cryptically talking uh, about how you wanted to be one of the first 24 members of Club 100. And to be clear, this isn't the first 24 generation 100 kitties. Uh, Club 100 is opt-in. We, we only want you if you want to be a part of it. And the way that you opt-in is you put Club 100 in your, in your kitty name. Um, and we use the 100 emoji uh, because it's it's special and available and makes sense. <laughs> and we did. We got the 24th member actually at the very end of the live stream, of the 16-hour live stream. So oh, it all goes nice. back to that. It was... It was kind of a race <laughs> um, because uh, Chuck Fresco had a Gen 100 kitty, but he didn't name it. So he wasn't in the club. <laughs> no. And then Jordan, uh, also known as Poopy Cat, had his Gen 99 kitty. Um, and so he found the perfect breeding partner and bred it and gave birth to a Gen 100 kitty and named it club 100 before chuck Aww. could change his kitty's name it's the cutest little kitty oh, it i love is. This. the last kitty oh it has say cheese but i love it anyway it's yes so <laughs> um he did, he did a great job uh, putting together a great breeding pair, and and really for me that's that's a lot of the fun of Club One Hundred is is getting getting there getting intentionally. The right kitty in there. Yeah. That's right. You have no control, but you can try your best and cross your fingers, and then it's easy to fall in love with these kitties <laughs> sometimes. Okay, so Kitty Four One One updates. We are going to do a kitty tournament starting tomorrow. I'm excited about that. Everyone loves a bracket, and it's March, so hey, more brackets, the merrier. That's right. We are going to be doing a kitty tournament. Um, I'm going to be putting together a little spreadsheet. It will be different from the one we did last time. I think this won't be a lot of fun and give people something to look forward to every day to see if their kitty wins their, their matchup, so I'm excited about that. Really cool. And the other big thing that happened, um, for people who aren't familiar with Joke Cat, I love Joke, Joke Cat. Cat was one of the kitties that was submitted to our ugliest cat contest. And Derpy was one of the judges. And he said that it looked like a running joke kitty. He said it was the kind <laughs> of kitty that people would pass from account to account and no one would want to keep it because it was too ugly. So they would send it to someone else as a prank and it would just get passed on forever. And we kind of got a laugh out of that. Um, we didn't think much of it at the time, but a few weeks later, I was looking through my kitties and I saw that <laughs> that ugly little kitty sitting in my pile. And I was like, what? Who sent me this? And the person who owned it got a kick out of that comment and decided to send me Joke Cat as a joke. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, let's just pass him on. But I wanted to make sure that people knew what he was when he showed up. So I created a little page on Kitty411 all about his origin and about what, what you know, He's supposed to do. He's supposed to run from account to account, scaring people. <laughs> and uh, so we've sent him around a few times. He's been through, let's see, seven owners. And at the, on the seventh owner, <laughs> we thought he got stuck because he did not oh, get no. passed. And we were afraid that the seventh owner didn't see him or didn't know what to do with him. Oh, no. The end of and Joke so, Cat. I know. I was like, oh, darn. It didn't last. So the person who sent Joke Cat to that account kept sending more kitties to him. <laughs> and she called them cat text messages, oh, where she would funny. send him a kitty with a little message in the name. Because that's the only way to communicate with different people. <laughs> There's no way to send a message to another player. I love so how she creative would, players get in this game. <laughs> so she sent him all these little cats with little messages being like, hey, you're supposed to pass him on. Go to this website. Check out 
you know, look at Joe Cat, breed him and send him on, etc. And I guess it worked. I don't know how, but um, he's he's now passed on to his eighth owner, and uh, we'll see where he goes from here. Wow, I'm excited! That's, and I think he's with so maybe a, a Chinese player right now. I'm not sure. Someone said something, but that would be fun if he just travels around the world. Yes, it would be. I love Joe Cat. I'm excited. Okay, let's see what else. Uh, oh, the horoscope of the week. Yes. <clears throat> let's talk about. The kitties that were born on this day, March 11th, 2018. If your kitty was born today, it will excel at parkour, but have a debilitating fear of escalators. <laughs> kitties born today are especially good at making small talk with dog cats and OG serpents, and they have a real knack for producing mutated children. Wow. Mm -hmm. I, I need so to breed another kitty, that, kitty. Yeah, I've got a kitty born today, so that's just great. And I'm supposed to have a kitty born today, but I've been I've been slacking and I spent all of my ETH on a different project. <laughs> so if you if you watch um, my kitty number three or sorry five three six three six zero and his name is uh, Fleeting Fancies, which is named after our first podcast episode. Eventually, you will see a second child. He already has one, but you will see a second child born, and that will be in, to commemorate this episode and that. Kitty will have another child in a week to commemorate episode number three and so on. So you can keep an eye on that line. And the I don't podcast have... podcast bloodline? That is right. The podcast bloodline of kitties. Um, it's going to be fun. Uh, and yeah, I'm sorry I haven't gotten around to creating that breed yet, but it will, it will come soon. Great. It's time now for the part of the show where each of us gets to stand up and tell the world what we've been doing in and, in and around the game and anything else that we feel the need to announce. This is The Soapbox. Jody, you're up first. Okay. Mostly this week, I've just been waiting for my kitties to sell. And uh, when that happens, then I can start breeding some more. But in the meantime, I'm looking around at all the kitties, uh, the cheap little kitties that are just gorgeous. So I'm um, buying up little two and three dollar kitties purely for aesthetics purposes. Uh, I don't intend to breed them or sell them for profit, so I'm not too worried about their market value over time. But I thought it would be fun to put together a little collection of just really beautiful looking cats. And um, that's what I'm doing now. I'm just finding a few cheap kitties to, to keep and love forever. How about I you, like Alan? It. What are you doing? I, I appreciate that some of these kitties are available at really good prices. And yeah. I, I think, you know, it would probably cost me like $30 to try to breed this kitty if I was going for it intentionally. So I'm really happy to be able to pick up any kitty uh, below breeding cost, really. Anything yeah. that looks good. Um, I was buying a number of kitties and breeding a number of kitties this week. Uh, like I, like I mentioned earlier, I did spend all of my ETH. Um, I even reloaded a little bit, which I rarely do these days to pursue something, which was, I was able to talk to the owner of the, the first Twilight Sparkle kitty. So the owner of the Twilight Sparkle Diamond, who was a virgin kitty. And I say was because as of a few days ago, it now has one child, which is my child, Aww. and is a Gen 96. <laughs> um, I, I was able to talk House of Cat into uh, letting me, uh, I, I should say I was able to beg House of Cat to let <laughs> me <laughs> uh, uh, create a, a kitty that had the Twilight Sparkle bloodline, because Twilight Sparkle is one of my absolute favorite traits in the game. And it was hurting my soul that I could oh, not create Gen 100. Yes, I had my very first Gen 100 kitty was the Twilight Sparkle. And she only has, I think, three diamond traits. Um, and it's okay that the rest of them aren't diamond traits, except that Twilight Sparkle. I just, just I just for some reason, this whole time. <laughs> the fact that I could not have that as a diamond trait has been eating at me exactly. So now I have a kitty that is Gen 100, and it has the Twilight Sparkle <gasps> diamond. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, it didn't hit at Gen 99, which made going for Gen 100 really scary. And yeah. along the way, I lost it a couple of times. At one point, I had a 94% chance to have a child, a kitty. Sorry, a 95% chance to have a kitty 
that had Twilight Sparkle, and instead it was born with sapphire eyes. And I was just, this game, why does this game do this to me sometimes? (laughs) But I got there at Gen 100, and that was my ultimate goal. (laughs) You know, the funny thing about breeding all these cats is that I'm not a superstitious person at all. (laughs) But once you get too many bad cats in a row, you start getting really weird about stuff. You're like, um, should I switch the sire and the and the dame? D- does that matter? Is it the time of day that I'm breeding? You start just, oh, it makes me crazy. And I'm like, come on, be realistic. <laughs> but I hear you. I hear you exactly. It's, uh, what can you do sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And in other news, um, I was made a Discord mod. So I'm actually a moderator now on the Discord forum. So behave or I will ban you. (laughs) You'd have to ban yourself first. You you know, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) So now you have to behave. That's why why they made you the mod. Uh, How do we get Alan in line? Ah, I know. That's the secret. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't abused my power yet, but, you know, I reserve the right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, No, you're a great one. You keep the conversation really upbeat and positive, and that's great. That's what we need. Well, um, I'll try. (laughs) I'm excited to have you in there. Jodine, it's time now for us to take a listener question. We have a listener question line set up at 1-209-764-5492. Add that phone number to your phone and call anytime during the week, and you can leave us a voicemail question, and we will answer it on the show. Uh, Any idea who called in this week? I don't know. I don't have any idea. I would assume Lucy, because she is our number one fan. That's right. Because I love her. But I don't know. Okay, well, you haven't heard this. So let's go ahead and give this a listen right now. Hi, this is Chuck Fresco, Santa Monica, California. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. I was listening to your podcast here a week ago, and I heard something that just grind my gears. I have a bone to pick here with Mr. Alan Falcon. And I want to say, how dare you, sir, start an exclusive club like Club 100? <laughs> it, it starts off all these elite tendencies. What, what are us common folk supposed to do about this? I barely have a Gen 5. Am I supposed to beg the Gen 100 club to get an entrance? I need these questions answered right now. <laughs> Wow, I had no idea that Chuck sounded like that. (laughs) Oh, man, good old Chuck. Well, I'm so glad that his bone is with you, Alan, and not with me. But I also know, well, I have my answer. Let's hear your answer first, though. I think Chuck was a little bit better that uh, Jordan beat him (laughs) into Series (laughs) 1. Oh, he had one. He had one. I wonder if he got rid of it. We should find out. No, um... Yes, let's hear your answer, Jody. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. I have a couple of Gen 99s, and I want people to join Gen 100 or Club 100 and join us. So I've been putting them up for Sire at pretty cheap prices, which kind of kills the exclusivity of the group. But I'm kind of uh, more on the side of inclusivity, so I want as many people to join as they want to. So um, if you wait, you can at least Sire with one of my kitties for a reasonable price. I know all the other ones are high priced but so alan you may hate me for that because i'm just like opening the floodgates a little bit but hey that's 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 who i am so jody everybody is welcome at club 100 no matter how you get there uh whether whether you you cheap your way in or <laughs> no Skip i'm 99 generations yeah no that's that's actually a great point is it's a completely free market and um a lot of a lot of the kitties in that high generation range are kind of really expensive, even just to breed with. Um, and that's kind of a reflection of, of the price that it costs, yeah. you know, for most players to get there. Um, 
whether through breeding at a high price themselves or for going through all of the time and work to breed their way down there themselves. But I do imagine that that's going to continue to drop and become more available for everybody. And um, I've, I've been trying to make uh, Gen 99s available to members of the community who are having fun on Discord and doing fun things, um, you know, at, at, at good prices. Um, but the general public, if, if they want to breed with my beautiful Gen 99s right now, kind of do have to pay a bit of a premium. But I'm glad that you're giving everybody an option. <laughs> There's some to... <laughs> options, yeah. You can have the gorgeous the gorgeous Allen kitties at, at their price, or you can have my discount kitties at their price. <laughs> Hey, you're, but you're, I do have, mm-hmm. I do have a cloud white Jaguar 99. That's so, right. And I'm actually, I might just have to sire with that so I can get <laughs> my, my own Jaguar at, at Gen 100. Um, it's, it's a beautiful kitty. You have a, you have a number of beautiful kitties at 99 yourself. Price is not reflective of value. And, you know, why don't we talk about that? Okay, let's do it. All right, Alan, our main topic of the day is the many ways to love a kitty. Or in other words, how do you value a kitty? They're all priceless. They are all priceless, sort of, except for you can buy them at a price. (laughs) (laughs) Well, most of them. Some of them you just can't. But the ones that are, you know, in the marketplace or that people hold, people value them differently. There are many different ways that you can look at and... You know, some people are going to value jewels more than others or ID numbers. There are so many different things. So it's nice for a player to figure out for themselves what they want to focus on or what they personally value so that you're not trying to kind of hit everything all at once. It's impossible to try to capture everything that everyone values. So if you know the different ways that people are looking at kitties, you can kind of hone in on what you think works best for your style of play and just kind of focus on that. That's right. And there's kind of a few tools that I use when I'm trying to value a kitty, um, whether it's a kitty that I want to buy or a kitty that I want to sell. Um, or more often, it's just somebody asking, hey, how much is this kitty worth? And while I can't give you a number because that's unique for everybody, um, I like to talk about the three primary factors that affect value, which um, to me are scarcity, which is like rarity, Utility, which is how useful it is, and appearance, which is how cute or cool looking it is. And there's a fourth kind of wild card factor. But why don't we break down the three main tools and how you can use them to value your kitties? Okay, let's talk about scarcity and rarity first. Yes. So some kitties um, have defined limits that you know will never be more than a certain number of that kind of kitty. So the Prime example are Generation Zero cats. We've been told by developers that there will never be more than 50,000 Generation Zero cats um, for as long as the game exists, and they will stop being produced in November of this year. Um, That gives us, what, eight months? That's right. Um, So that's a very clear-cut scarcity there. That's right. Generation Zero cats, 50,000. And especially, you can also talk about um, virgin Gen Zeros, yeah. that's a number that can only ever go down because right. as soon as you've bred your Gen Zero kitty, um, then you're well on your way to making it the most valuable kind of Gen Zero kitty, which is a catatonic Gen Zero kitty. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people value um, people value the virgin kitties because they get more and more rare. And there's other reasons they value Virgin Gen Zeros, which we'll talk about later. But it it affects the rarity. There's only a certain number of Virgin Gen Zeros or Virgin Fancies or anything. Um, Having no children is one way that a kitty can make itself stand out and be more rare even within a category. Right. Um, Fancies now also have limits. So for each kind of fancy, they have a a limit that goes along with them. So Santas were limited at 1,000. I forget some of the other limits. Some limits are as low as 250, or dog cats were limited at 88. Um, Others have higher limits. There are going to be 10,000 duck cats. 
will be less rare, but each of those fancies now have a very predefined limit, a cap. So that's nice to know. So if you know you get overwhelmed thinking about some of these other ways to value a kitty, there are some very simple ways you can look at kitties as well. Um, another one is low ID numbers. Mm -hmm. Some people don't know, but kitties are numbered in the order that they are born. So kitty number 1000 is the 1000th kitty that was born and you can't ever duplicate those low ID numbers you know after we've we've gone past 600,000 kitties now so you'll never get a kitty with two three four five anymore so those low ID numbers are kind of just appealing just because they're the earliest kitties and that's kind of cool to collectors um, and I've looked at those prices and those are sure enough getting more and more expensive over time that's right so because if you ever see you know, even if you don't necessarily love the look of a kitty or you don't plan on breeding a kitty, if you saw a kitty, you know, 512, I would snatch it up. I agree. Uh, if it's an affordable price for you. Right. And, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, and those aren't technically becoming more rare in that there's always a set number of, you know, kitties below right. ID 10,000. But in terms of the percentage of the kitty population, they are becoming more and more rare in that, in that way of looking at it. And as more and more players join, um, they'll be looking to own their own piece of CryptoKitties history, history, which yeah. yeah, which is what some of those low ID numbers represent. And so in that sense, that's something that becomes more rare, mm -hmm. the same way that Virgin Gen Zeros uh, become more rare. Yeah. The other... Uh bucket i guess for scarcity that i thought of was og kitties which i don't mm -hmm. even know what og stands for original gangster i believe <laughs> oh really <laughs> okay i think of them as like the original artwork kitties That's so right. sometimes kitties are released that their artwork has a little mistake in it and so the developers will fix that artwork going forward but they don't fix the kitties that have already been bred and released so for example the serpent eyes kitties they um, thickened the eyebrow of the serpent eyes after a certain point, but all the kitties before a certain point have the original eyelids. And um, Onyx kitties had black whiskers to begin with, and now they are white. So any new Onyx kitties that are bred, even those that are bred from two black whiskered kitties, That's right. will have the, the white whiskers. Um, so any of those kitties cannot be duplicated anymore. They have a set rarity. And they're just kind of cool because they're cats with mistakes or printing errors or just different artwork that you can't duplicate. So those are fun. That's right. And um, Poopy Cat would get mad at me if I didn't mention that one of the most rare printing errors was the Ganado. The Ganado. Yeah, yeah, when that first came out, the... Um, the distribution of colors was different than apparently than it was intended. Um, and so after 11 of those were born, they quickly changed the way the artwork is created so that it is the way it was intended. But that means that there are 11 um, of those original Ganados. And the reason Jordan would get mad at me for not mentioning it is he happens to own a oh, couple of those. Yeah. yeah, I believe. And um, he was also nice enough to give me one of them, oh, full disclosure. Amazing. Yeah, so I also have one of those, one of 11 kitties. Although I think the rarest printing errors are the two fail Gatos right now. Yeah, those are cool. Those yeah, are really the, cool. those were born due to some timing changes and uh, when the fancy limits were being introduced um, they were turned on and then quickly turned off but not before two kitties were born that should have been the gatos but then weren't, but weren't. <laughs> so now those are two of two in in the whole world and and will be forever even though new kitties are born you know with the negato traits that aren't born as negatos those were the two that should have been mm -hmm. <laughs> and i believe they've said they're getting a special badge to commemorate yes. their specialness see the interesting thing too about rarity and scarcity and all these other things we're talking about is that sometimes it can be super special but if it's hard to search for in the marketplace then it's hard to actually capitalize on that value so, for example, the two Felgados that you mentioned, unless you have a way to search for them, you can't necessarily decide to buy them. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see how the search functions improve over time. Um, right now, you can't really search for jewels in your kitties. So, if you wanted to buy a kitty with eight diamonds, uh, you would have to just stumble across one instead of being able to simply say, show me all the kitties with eight diamonds for me that's, to choose from. That's right. Um... 
discoverability is a huge factor in what kind of value you can extract. And so yes. that's that's sort of a, a component. I would say those kitties are still valuable, but harder to sell, um, right. har- yeah. harder to find your right buyer, which does affect the the actual value in a sense. Um, the market value. It, yeah, the market value in, in a very real sense. Um, whereas I would say the theoretical value maybe is the same. It's, it's, it's different ways of looking at it, and only the market value is what matters. So at the end of the day, the only thing that matters in terms of value is, is someone else will, yeah. that's right, is someone else willing to pay you this amount? If so, then that is the value of the kitty. Um, or it could be higher, and, and you know you just didn't find the right buyer, or you were incentivized to sell it quickly. But that's going off on a bit of a tangent. I have a couple of <laughs> other other things about scarcity that I want to mention, um, and maybe mistakes that kind of I feel some people make about rarity. Um, a lot of people use a Chrome extension that tells them how rare different traits are in the game, and it color codes the traits by rarity. And um, it's true that certain traits are genuinely more rare, especially at certain generations, because they're really hard to get at those generations. But um, it's also true that sometimes a trait is just new. Yeah, and it will soon be bred as much as any other trait. Um, and so it looks really rare, but that doesn't make it valuable because it's not actually scarce because right. there will always be more and more and more of that trait being born. So it's important to kind of factor that in. Um, and along those same lines, some people value diamonds, right? And there are some diamonds that are really, really easy to get, like gold and ragdoll. You'll see a ton of kitties that have gold and ragdoll diamonds. And then there are diamonds that are impossible to get, like Twilight Sparkle, um, which, you know, if you want to get a Twilight Sparkle diamond on your kitty, you have to have a week-long conversation with the owner <laughs> of the only Twilight Sparkle. Um and so that makes it to some people like myself more valuable because it's more rare. But keep in mind that owner can choose to start breeding that kitty and release that diamond in the world. And at any point, it could become just as common as gold or ragdoll. So those are kind of temporary rarity. And those have value and, and that's meaningful. But you have to understand that you need to act quickly and also that it's not as valuable as something like the fail gato which is always going to be two of two one of two in the world oh and i guess the other thing i wanted to point out while you're talking about this um the rarity of traits there's nothing in the genetics that makes certain traits more likely to be passed on than others you know in real life if you're talking about dogs or whatever um there are certain recessive traits that are genuinely just recessive you know if you have uh, blonde hair and a black haired person, you know, have a baby, they're much more likely to have black hair than they are blonde hair. But um, when we're talking about kitties, all these traits kind of are equal in terms of the ability to be passed on. So if you breed a Calicool cat with a Totes Basic cat, you're going to have an equal probability of getting either one. So in terms of long-term rarity of traits, we have the mutations and the, or the ascension traits that are harder to get to um, because they have to have parents with two different traits, etc. But when you're talking about just trait versus trait in a strict, you know, both kitties have it in the dominant position. It's their equal odds. Yeah, that's a really good point to bring up because of the terminology we use. We talk about dominant and recessive traits, but that has a very specific meaning in genetics, which does not apply whatsoever to kitties, as you explained. So it's really important that people understand we don't really mean that they're recessive traits in the same way that we mean it when we talk about the real world. Right. So we talked about scarcity and rarity. What about utility? What, what makes a cat valuable and useful? Well, I think utility usually is talking about breeding. So if you want to use a cat to breed into something that's more valuable. Um, so uh, the one that pops out in my mind the most are low generation cats. Um, they are more useful because they have faster cooldown speeds and they also give birth to low generation cats with fast cooldown speeds. So you can pop out a lot of kitties in a short period of time if you're trying to get a very specific kind of kitty or if you're trying to chase after a fancy, you need a lot of those hits to get your odds. You know, if you have a 10% chance of getting something, you want to be able to breed it 10 times um, (laughs) faster than over a course of 10 weeks. So it's nice to have those fast cooldown speeds and low gen kitties are usually the way to do that. Um, Also, when you have multiple mutations in a kitty, 
or you have some of the higher tiered mutations in a kitty, that can help you produce more valuable cats um, just because they're harder to get and especially in low generations. So those are the things that come to my mind when I think of utility. Yeah, and any trait that's in a currently used fancy recipe has high utility and it has high value because of that utility because it's necessary. People need it in order to breed the fancy. So um, that's a kind of, again, one of the temporary utility factors. Uh, As soon as that fancy cap is reached or even as it gets approached, the useful value of those traits continues to drop. And so it's important to keep track of that. But for a while, the most you know useful traits are the ones that make the new fancies. Yeah, so even if you're not a fancy chaser, it's nice to keep track of the new fancies and what traits are needed for those. In case you have any kitties with those traits that you're not using, you can put them up for sire and get a few bucks here or there just by uh, from those people who are after those fancies. That's right. And it's important to know that any one of your traits could someday become useful. And so if you have kitties that you don't have any plans for, and you know, you have a little bit of extra ETH lying around, it can make sense to put up those kitties at a small but reasonable sire fee, um, both in order to make money if somebody stumbles across it and wants to use it for any reason, but also maybe as kind of an early warning that, hey, this kitty is useful, maybe I should check its traits, you know, and maybe I can sell it or sire it for more uh, after it comes off cooldown. Yeah. Um, Another thing that can be really, really useful is uh, purebred traits. And that's when your dominant trait and all of your recessives uh, for a given attribute are all the same. So if you have all gold genes, you can guarantee that you have at least a 50% chance that your kitty offspring will be gold unless it's breeding with its mutation partner. Um, And if you can get two purebred gold kitties together, you can guarantee that their child will have gold. And that's very useful for chasing fancies, but it's also mm-hmm. just useful in general because there's so much, so many random factors involved in yeah. breeding. Anything that you can control or even just up the odds in makes it so much more useful. And and so that's another thing to look out for. And you can use a tool um, there, like kittycalc.co slash read, or just go to kittycalc.co and click the um, gene reader link at the top. That will tell you kind of how purebred each of the traits is for your kitty. And you can price accordingly, but this is another one of those discoverable things. It doesn't show up in the marketplace that it's purebred. So unless you've linked yeah. someone to it specifically, or maybe put purebred in the name, and watch out anytime you see something with purebred in the name, it usually... It usually doesn't actually mean what you think it means. So yeah, check check for yourself and verify that it is is actually purebred in the way that you think what you think that means. Yeah. Um, but you can get a higher selling price for purebred kitties as long as you can find someone who, who is looking for it and notices it. Yeah. And for me too, like I really like making pretty kitties. That's and right. So I have my own kind of idea of what a pretty mouth is. So I sometimes try to pure breed pretty mouth kitties. So I don't necessarily require that it has all of the traits of one specific trait, but I want it to have all pretty mouths. So that's whether a really that's good point. So serious, happy go kitty, or pouty, all the mouths that I like. If I can pure breed a pretty eyed cat and a pretty mouth cat, then I can kind of guarantee that all the children that I'm using for that breeder will at least look nice in the eyes and the mouth. And to me, those are the two most important like traits in terms of cuteness. If you get a good eye and a good mouth, then you, I, at least for me, I can be a little bit more forgiving on some of the other elements. That's right. No accidental crazy say cheese kitties for you. Right. Nope. I still get them sometimes, but I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> um, which leads us you know, directly to the third thing that affects the value of a kitty. And it's the thing that hits me closest to home. I don't know about you, Jody. And that's yeah, appearance. Yes, I care deeply about appearance. It seems like very few people do, but I do. (laughs) I think as the game progresses and more people start to collect kitties Mm -hmm. and fewer people are in it to make a quick buck, (laughs) uh, I think that appearance will become more and more important. And we've seen it already. There are kitties where people will say on Discord, wow, how did this sell for this amount of money? And I'll look at it and I'll say, well, look at that kitty. It's beautiful. How did it not sell for this amount of money? You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's a real thing that happens. It's a lot harder to quantify uh, because right. beauty is subjective. Beauty, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But um, 
I think there's kind of two axes that you can look at appearance, and that's uh, beauty or cuteness and kind of coolness or uniqueness, mm-hmm. right? Some some people really like the ugliest kitties they can make um, <laughs> because they just have these most outlandish combinations of traits. And that's a factor in appearance, too. It doesn't yeah. have to be cute. It just has to have an appearance that people want, that someone yes. wants, anybody Sometimes and, you get a blend of traits that's so bad that it's good. That's right. <laughs> or I love like, like the glow in the dark kitties. They have yeah. um, like the black with some of these really bright colors. I love it. Uh, yeah, or just some, yeah, I don't know, just some crazy stuff going together. And appearance doesn't even necessarily mean the uh, attributes that you see. Appearance actually can also be what family jewels does it have. An eight diamond mm-hmm. kitty to me is a beautiful kitty because of those eight diamonds. Like those, those look really, really, really nice on the page. And that has value to me. Um, whether or, um, it does to anyone else. Yeah. Like the serial numbers, like a kitty that's 100,000 is going to be more that's right. than nine, 988, seven. you know, like the, just the number can look nice the kitty can look nice the jewels can look nice kitty um, id 31415 it's not a unique or rare kitty number but it's a cool right. kitty number yes at least to us um, geeks <laughs> yeah um, so other yes oh, i was going to say other things i'm men- uh, thinking about with appearance is that colors that coordinate well together sometimes yes. uh, sell better or let's see oh traits that kind of pop out at you on the screen so that really yeah. catch your eye. I've, that's the main reason I'm a, I'm attracted to cloud white kitties is because I notice as I'm scrolling through all these different colored kitties, the cloud white ones always pop out at you and you notice them uh, because they're just, they're white. You know, everything that's else right. is a different shade of all these different colors and the white one says bing. And so I've started collecting cloud whites for that reason because I think they stand out better. And the great thing about cloud white kitties is you talk about color combinations. There's they not really white. a bad yeah. color combination with cloud white it doesn't you, clash with anything yeah that's right um and some of my favorite kitties have really subtle light colored pastel colors on mm-hmm. a cloud white kitty um, which normally you want some contrast but to me they still look really really nice yeah and banana cream's been a nice base too i really like banana cream i agree with you it's grown on me so much that i might actually like it more than cloud white as blasphemous <laughs> as that might sound to someone who knows me because i've always been about the cloud whites yeah um, and then there's a, f- a couple of other like things that you might not immediately think about when you talk about appearance. Um, like I want to talk about one kitty that I have that is super cool to me, um, which uh, actually touches on the fourth factor that we're going to, the wildcard factor we're going to talk about. But one of the things that makes it cool to me is its parents. It is born from a Nagato and a Momo, uh, which isn't a, a terribly rare thing, right? A lot of, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of fancies were born that way because of, um, uh, the fancy limits and, and the way everyone responded to those. But um, it's really cool to me to scroll down and see the parents. And hey, it's got a, it's got a, you know, kind of a boy ninja and a girl ninja <laughs> as parents. And, and that's kind of a neat thing. Or, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but what if Kat Thema is your mom? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, that is something that's both unique and kind of, I mean, Kat Thema is gorgeous. And while we can't, own cat Thena. We can get her on our kitty profiles if we breed with her for exorbitant mm. amounts of monies. <laughs> as long as we know what we're getting, right? We're we're getting right. her as a parent. We're not getting we're not gonna give birth to another cat Thena. That's just never gonna happen. That's not how the game is set up. Please don't breed with cat Thena unless you know <laughs> what you're doing it for. <laughs> yeah. Um and and kind of the other thing that's really fun that affects its value and is related to appearance and that everyone has the power to affect. And I have watched people pay extra for this factor is the name of the kitty. Don't ignore the name of the kitty. Give your kitty a cool name. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's kind of one of the most fun things to do in the game. And it's one of like the only thing in the game that doesn't cost you any money. Yeah. You can rename your kitty at any time, and it doesn't cost you anything unless it's up for sale or sire, and you have to cancel it to rename it. But before you put it up for sale, give it a cool name, and that actually increases the value of a kitty. If I buy a kitty with a cool name, I'll hold on to it. I'll keep that name, because yeah. that that might be the reason I bought it. And so why would you miss out on a sale if you're going to put up your kitty for sale, um, unless naming it makes you get too attached, and then you can't sell it. That's fine. <laughs> that happens I understand. to me all the time. <laughs> 
sometimes I just get really angry at a kitty. Like, you were not supposed to be born this ugly. And I'll list it as soon as I can and forget about the name. Yes, I've done that so many times. <laughs> but it, it it's a factor and it matters. It doesn't have, it's not rare. It doesn't have anything to do with anything, you know, um, in the game except your own personal creativity. But it still is a factor in value. And then the other thing that's a factor in value, the, the wild card thing that I, I talked about, um, that kitty that's special to me that has a Momo-chan and a Nagato as parents, it is itself a Nagato. Um, but the reason that it has so much value to me is for sentimental value. It was a gift. Um, it was mm -hmm. a gift to me. And uh, I have a few kitties that were gifted to me, uh, people who've appreciated, you know, maybe some advice that I gave them or some of the tools that... Um, that they like to use that that I helped had a hand in creating, and I so appreciate those kitties. Um, they have incredible sentimental value to me. You know, no one else is going to pay for that value, and that's totally okay. They mm -hmm. still, uh, the reason I love that kitty is because of its backstory. And maybe it's not a gift, right? Maybe it's just this was the kitty where I had a 95% chance to hit Twilight Sparkle and I missed. And it has that story. And yeah. may maybe that means I want to sell it because I'm mad at it. Or maybe it means that it's something that I can always hold up and, and kind of ramble about. Uh, but it has sentimental value. And, you know, that's some that's not nothing. Yes, I agree. Um, like Joke Cat, for example. You know, he's a funny little kitty. He's a funny little ugly kitty that has a lot of history to him now. Um, different owners have done different things with him uh, and had a lot of fun with him. He's got that fun little story. Um, and hopefully he'll never be sold. And that will be a community sentimental value. Everyone will be excited to get Joke Cat and maybe breed him to get one of his children. But um, th that value will be solely in him and not uh, not just as a price tag and I think that's really cool and another kitty that I felt a lot of sentimental value for is uh, Cookie my she was one of my very first kitties that I bought and she is the mascot of uh, Kitty 411 and yeah. I, I, <laughs> I just love her so much I don't think I could ever sell her so she is one of my priceless kitties that, yeah, she's uh, she's a true priceless kitty. The day I see Cookie on the market is the day I sell all of my kitties because oh, some, no. something has gone terribly wrong in the world. <laughs> no, it won't be Cookie. It'll be some clone of her or something. Someone's trying to. But yeah, uh, Cookie's very special to me, and I do think sentimental value is um, a real important factor because this is a collectibles game, and that plays in perfectly with collectibles. You know. That's right. That's the essence of why we collect things is because there's some some sort of human attachment, I think, that we feel towards something. And I think that's why kitties work so well, because yes. it's more interesting than just nameless blockchain tokens. I mean, you got to put a right. kitty on it, you know? Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's that's exactly true. And the fact that these are non-fungible non tokens, which means, you know, you can't just trade one kitty for another and call it a day. Uh, you can trade kitties, but you understand you're getting something very different than what you gave up. Um, and, and that matters. And that that's more interesting than having a collection of Bitcoin. Yes. Uh, I don't think there are any real Bitcoin collectors out there. <laughs> there are certainly people with large Bitcoin traders, balances. Right? Yes, and traders. But um, buying and collecting and trading and just looking at kitties is so much more interesting. It is. And so how do people actually use all of these tools if, say, they want to sell a kitty on the marketplace? Well, that is the question. Um... What I do when I'm trying to sell a kitty is I usually just do a basic marketplace search for other similar kitties. So I try to hone in on the generation. That's usually one of the main things I do. So if I'm trying to sell a Gen 5 kitty, then I will look at similar kitties with Gen 4, 5, and 6. Mm -hmm. And then I'll pick the most interesting trait of that kitty. And I try not to go overboard with listing all the traits because it's hard to find comparables. Um, so I'll do something like that, or like if I'm selling a low gen kitty, uh, or sorry, a low ID number kitty, mm -hmm. then I'll look at other kitties with that low ID. Um, there are different websites you can use to look for recent sales history yes. of different kitties. So that's an option. Um, I don't know. What do you do, Ellen? <laughs> well, so the, the most important thing is actually being able to look at your kitty and determine what what which factor it is that gives it the most value. 
right? Is it the generation? Is it the ID number? Is it the fact that this particular combination of traits is being used for a fancy right now? And if you can't answer that question, then you're leaving value potentially on the table. Um, and you're just basically making a stab in the dark. And a lot of that just comes from experience. It comes from uh, listening to podcasts, maybe, and, and <laughs> that, that help you understand, you know, the differences of traits. But even uh, if you're listening to Catatonic, you know, that doesn't necessarily tell you uh, which traits are used for the various fancies. So being a part of the community, visiting websites like kitty411.com regularly, you post the recipes needed for new fancies uh on there it's often the first thing you see on the front page when there is a new fancy which i really appreciate um (laughs) and you actually also have a tool that can help players a little bit just to kind of understand what might be making their kitties valuable do you want to talk about that yeah i have i think i call it the kitty evaluator and it doesn't put a price tag on it but it does say hey by the way two of these traits are mutations and this trait is a purebred trait, and it just kind of helps you clarify the traits a little bit more simply other than trying to just think in your head, oh, is Laperm a mutation? I don't remember. And then you have to look up Laperm. So this is just a spreadsheet that you can go in and it says, oh, yes, Laperm is a mutation. It's a tier one mutation. And then you can kind of get a better handle on it with that. Um, and I do want to point out that, like, you don't have to feel like you need to know everything and have all the resources anytime you sell a kitty. Um, I think that can be very overwhelming. So if <laughs> you just sure. want to focus, at least for me, I feel like instead of trying to take it all in and hit everything, I just say, hey, what's important to me? I like aesthetics. I like low-gen kitties. I like these per- two particular traits. I like cloud white and wingtips. I'm just going to think about those. Um, occasionally, if I see a kitty that's on sale that's got a really low ID number, I might pick that up. Um, if Gen Zeros are at a really low price, I might pick up one of those or fancies, etc. But I try to focus myself so that I'm not all over the place. And then it's a lot easier to keep track of cloud white wingtips values on the marketplace than it is to keep track of cerulean and beard and all of the other traits. I don't even know what those are worth. I know some people get really excited about, you know, certain traits that certain um, generations, but I don't even Mm -hmm. know what those are because I just focus on what I care about. That's a really great point. If you can specialize, you know, kind of browse the market, spend a lot of time looking at kitties (laughs) and find kitties that you really like and kind of do some research into those specifically. Why is that one um, appearing? Why, what is that, why does it look like that one might be worth a lot? And, and of course, don't take the selling price of a kitty on the market to mean anything at all. That just means somebody put a number uh, and hit enter, right? I'm selling a Gen 100 kitty for 100 ETH. <laughs> it is not a kitty that is worth 100 ETH to mm-hmm. anybody. Never buy that kitty for 100 <laughs> ETH, right? It, it, I'm not I'm not saying that it's worth that, um, except because of the sentimental value of that kitty and kind of as a joke, right? You know, 100 ETH for a Gen 100 Club 100 kitty. It, it's on there, you know, it's but you recognize... A than a, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a... a or as Louis put it, um, it's a tattoo, you know, yeah. except it's a temporary tattoo because I can take it off at any time. Uh, but it isn't really a selling price. It's not the value of the kitty. And a lot of kitties are hilariously overpriced. You mm-hmm. know, there's no reason for anybody to buy them at that price. Um, especially some of them, you can buy like a perfect clone or an objectively better kitty in terms of utility for a lower price. So why would you pay that price? Um But if you can find a few kitties that you really like, you can kind of research them, right? You can say, wow, I really like cloud white wingtips. And then you can do research and find other cloud white wingtips kitties and find out what their going rate is. And you can specialize in that. And and then you can just, you will know the answer to what is this kitty worth because you're only breeding kitties where you do know that answer and you don't have to know everything in the game. And that's a really good point. Yeah, I, I like that. Well, Jody, it is time once again for us to go on cool down. It is indeed. But we're coming back next week with another special limited edition of uh, Catatonic. So feel free to join us then. 
And if you need to reach us during the week, you can um, go to catatonicpodcast.com or you can reach me specifically through kitty411.com or through Discord. My username is Jody. And you can reach me on Discord as well. Username Alan Falcon. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at Alan Falcon. Um, and any ex- opinions that we've expressed on this podcast are just our own opinions. Just because we tell you not to buy a kitty for 100 ETH doesn't mean you shouldn't <laughs> buy that kitty for 100 ETH. Do it, do it. <laughs> this is not investment advice, uh, and it's worth exactly what you paid for it. Uh, but we, we do thank you for listening, and we hope that you'll share your advice with us. Call our listener uh, question hotline, and you can leave a question or even just a comment at one 764 Five four nine two, and again, put that in your phone, save it, and call it all the time. We'd love to hear from you, and thank you so far to the people who have called in, um, and thank you to Monk Turner for providing music for the show. Um, some of the little music clips that you hear at the beginning and the end, and in the middle, are from songs that he has made available on the Free Music Archive, and I personally really appreciate that. Uh, thank you to our listeners, and thank you to Axiom Zen, the company that created this this game that we can talk about forever except that we won't put you through that (laughs) and for those of you listening we would really appreciate it if you could rate our show and subscribe on itunes google play or however you're listening to us and if you want to read our show notes or links to topics we've discussed you can visit our website at catatonicpodcast.com and until next week happy reading everyone i don't recall what i was doing before falling in love I think that it was Rather lonely And blue So blue Before I met Life feels new